We're looking for people who have been blessed by this free podcast and our free daily marriage prayer emails and who want to help be a blessing to others. Creating and hosting this podcast and sending out our daily emails do incur a financial cost. And we want to invite you to join our faithful patron team to help financially support these resources so that they can remain free for all who need them. Please join our patron team today and become one of the faithful financial supporters who desires to help bless thousands of marriages around the world. Your support will help us pay for the creation, hosting, and promotion of our podcast and daily emails. Thank you, and we hope to see you become a Marriage After God patron. Hey, we're Aaron and Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to talk about how to encourage your spouse in times of doubt and fear. Welcome to the Marriage After God podcast, where we believe that marriage was meant for more than just happily ever after. I'm Jennifer, also known as Unveiled Wife. And I'm Aaron, also known as Husband Revolution. We have been married for over a decade. And so far, we have four young children. We have been doing marriage ministry online for over seven years through blogging and social media. With the desire to inspire couples to keep God at the center of their marriage, encouraging them to walk in faith every day. We believe that Christian marriage should be an extraordinary one, full of life, love, and power that can only be found by chasing after God. Together. Thank you for joining us on this journey as we chase boldly after God's will for our life together. This is Marriage After God. glad that you're here with us. And before we get started, we just wanted to encourage you, if you could take a moment to leave us a review. This is one way to support the Marriage After God podcast because it lets other people easily find the podcast. Right, Aaron? Yeah. And so all you have to do is scroll to the bottom of the app and you can either hit a star rating, which is the easiest way to do it. Um, But we love text reviews. So if you had time, a text review would be amazing and we'll read those later. Thank you, guys. And also, I want to invite uh, everyone that's listening to, if you haven't already, lots of you already have, and we're so thankful for all those that have picked up a copy of our book, Marriage After God. But if you haven't got a copy yet, would you join the movement with us? Uh, the, the thousands of people that are already getting these books and just the reviews that are coming in on Amazon and on our site are just incredible. And the testimony of what God's doing through this book in marriages uh, is amazing. And we want to invite you to be a part of that. It, we can't do this movement without you. and. Uh, we want to encourage your marriage to not only just get this book, but also to, to uh, see the fruit that's going to be in your own life as you chase after God together boldly. And so if you have a chance um, after this podcast episode, go to marriageaftergod.com or you can go to Amazon or you can go to your local Barnes and Noble and even Hobby Lobby and pick up a copy today. Okay, well, we're going to jump in with the icebreaker because those are fun. And so uh, today we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, doubt and fear. So I thought this would be a fun question. It says, what was the most terrifying thing you have ever experienced? Ooh, uh, I mean, the first thing I thought of was some, probably something in Africa when we were missionaries <laughs> in Africa because there's Outside of many our opportunities zone. there to be terrified. Uh, so Don't scare of, anyone going to Africa. Uh, well, we were young and we were married and we're out of our element and we're experiencing things that we've never experienced before. I'll tell you what first came to my mind. Well, I have two, um, but I'll, since you brought up Africa, I'll bring that second one up. So um, we had just uh, recently rolled our vehicle. There were seven people in the vehicle. We should say, I was just recently rolled our vehicle in Africa, we were on in the a middle cor- of nowhere. We were on a corrugated <laughs> road. And um, well, I didn't even think about this, but probably the first terrifying thing was that once we welded on some parts of the car, but it was still lacking a windshield. Everybody got back in the car because we were in the middle of nowhere. And I remember standing outside the car going, I'm not getting in that thing. <laughs> yeah, you, you said that. You're like, I was, so I was like, Jennifer, we're in the middle of nowhere. You are getting in this car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I pretty much had to. But uh, but 
the thing I wanted to bring up is um, within that same week, it was just a couple days later, we were traveling on a huge, you know, think of one of those big tour buses. That's how a lot of people. Um, this is the story I was thinking oh, of. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So we were, we were in this huge bus with a lot of people We're already traumatized from a car crash. <laughs> traumatized from the car crash rolling over. And we were on this 16-hour bus ride with a lot of people we don't know. And uh, the 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 thing is, is they go really fast. And the roads are not well-maintained. And so you have these big potholes or things that they have to swerve yeah. out of the way from. And we're in the very back seat. We're in the very back of the bus. And I mean, any sort of movement in the car is already nerve-wracking because we just had rolled this vehicle. And this bus driver is like seriously going so fast and swerving from side to side going to around. To avoid the potholes. To avoid the potholes. And, and we're on the side of a mountainside. And it's like a small road. It's not like a full two-lane highway. It's like a small dirt road. And so he goes off the road and it, the whole bus feels like it's going to flip over on that side. And then it and then, sways to the other it, side. It was nerve-wracking oh. to say the least, but I, I was terrified. I cried terrified. most of that trip. Yeah, I remember crying specifically for my mom. I just wanted to be home. All I could think <laughs> about was, you know, hugging my mom. And uh, I remember you you would, you kept putting my head on your leg, like, just lay down, just lay down, you know, and you would play with my hair mm-hmm. or try and comfort me. But that was... A nerve-wracking 16 hours. So, remarkably, in the middle of that trip, just talking about God's provision and, and Him caring about us in little ways, and like, you you talked about this a, a while ago, just the, those little treasures. Yeah. Of like, that, like, like God showing up and saying, hey, I'm here, I I'm, here yeah. and you, I'm always Trust under me. here. <laughs> I remember we pulled over for like a bathroom break, and there was someone out, outside the bus selling a Red Bull. Oh, yeah, which is Aaron's favorite. Was, was favorite so, at the it time. It was so weird. I hadn't seen Red Bull anywhere in Africa. <laughs> and I think he gave me a couple cans for free or something yeah, like that. And it was just like, cans. it was like this little special thing right in the middle of this traumatizing bus ride. Um, everyone on the bus was like totally fine with so it except nice, for me yeah. and you. <laughs> yeah. So that was really hard. That was really terrifying. Yeah. So before you tell your second fearful story, okay. the one I'm thinking of, I, I can't remember how old I was. I have a terrible memory with ages, and uh, but I have very few memories from when I was a kid too. And one of them was we were at Catalina. My parents took us there and it was like supposed to be this fun thing. And my dad and mom were like, hey, let's get in a boat and let's go around Catalina. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> and it was, yeah, it sounded awesome. Didn't it? And we're in this like little tiny uh, motorboat, tiny. Like there's no sides to it. It's like a, a little tiny fishing boat you'd imagine you go in like a lake with. Mm. And I remember we're going and my my dad's driving it and the waves were, we were really close to the, we didn't go out very far. So we we're really close to like the edge of the rocks and mm-hmm. stuff. And the waves were all crazy and water's getting in the boat. And it, my mom is like, it's going to sink. It's going to sink. And I'm like this little kid. And I'm like, <laughs> we're going to die. And like, I'm like crying. And my dad's like, we're not going to die. We're, but what was hard is we were in this like wave current. We couldn't get out of it. Mm-hmm. Even with the motor, like my dad wasn't experienced enough in, right. in boats. And, and so this, I remember this, other boat, my my mom's like, help, help, like <laughs> yelling out. And this other boat comes over and p- throws a rope to us and like just kind of tows us out of this Save current. And then we r- ride back and there's like, you know, six inches of water inside the inside the boat. But I remember thinking, I literally thought we were going to die. I was like, <laughs> okay. we're going to drown right now. This is sinking and we're not getting out of this. And my dad, of course, always is like, we're fine. Don't worry about it. Everyone, and I'm sure <laughs> now, now that I'm a, now that I'm a husband, my dad was probably like freaking out just because my mom's <laughs> freaking out. All of the kids are freaking out. And he's trying to be the only one calm and get us out of there without making everyone else more scared. <laughs> Whew, I'm getting anxiety thinking about it right Sorry. now. Sorry. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't like go in boats very often now. <laughs> uh, that's my scary story. What was your second one? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, you know, I feel like I'm a pretty fearful person, or at least I'm prone to it. I don't know why. I just, I, I think of, I have fearful thoughts. And um, mm. 
And so the one thing that stands out to me um, that I want to share is uh, I was like 12, 13, 14, somewhere in there, babysitting my younger siblings and uh, home alone. And I hear something at the door, and that's like the worst feeling when you already feel a little alone, bit vulnerable. Like dark, windy. Well, it wasn't dark. It was like <laughs> evening time. Yeah. But uh, I remember hearing something at the door, and so I freak out. I look at my siblings. I grab them and the dog, little cranberry, uh, a little tiny, I don't even know what kind of dog she was, and, uh, and my mom's purse. And I run outside and hide in the bushes with in the everyone. Yeah, just yeah. trying to keep everyone quiet, you know, because I think, no, there's a burglar in the in the house right now, you guys, <laughs> you know. I'm sure you even said that to your I little was, siblings. They're probably freaking oh, out. Oh, they're probably, no, I don't remember what they were doing. I just remember being really scared. And about 10 minutes later, my mom comes home and she's yelling all over up and down the house for us. Because you guys to, are hiding in the trees. We're still, the we're still hiding in the bushes because I didn't know what else to do. And she's like, Jennifer. And so I, I go out there and I'm like, I'm so sorry, mom. I'm so scared. You know, here I saved your purse. I had the kids. I don't know what happened. Somebody was trying to break in. And she goes, what? And I'm like, yeah, somebody was trying to break in the house. So she goes over by the front door and there's this little um, business card for a tree service. And the guy was just <laughs> trying to stick it in the slit of the door, you know, to, to like make us see But you it. hear this like rattle. I hear, I heard something. So yeah. that was pretty terrifying. And I still get make, made fun of by my siblings for that story. Yeah, but you know what? That's a <laughs> Yeah, hey, I, I saved them. Yeah, you saved them and that was a good reaction. And that is a scary thing thinking yeah. someone's breaking in and being a little girl. So yeah. I think that's a okay to be scared in that situation. Yeah. Okay. So uh so we're talking about um fear today, but we're also talking about doubt. So we're gonna be talking about how to encourage each other through these really uh difficult times mm. when these kind of negative emotions get stirred up in our hearts because it happens. And it happens a lot. Yeah. In many different scenarios. And uh, Often doubt and fear can be hand in hand. Doubt is a form of fear, like mm-hmm. fear of, of being capable or able to do something or mm-hmm. uh, fearing that someone isn't reciprocating or someone doesn't love you. There's yeah. doubts and fears about lots of things. So yeah. we just thought, I mean, we actually just went through, a, I feel like a, a pretty good season of just being challenged with fears and doubts with the launch yeah. of this book, yeah. with our ministries online, with our parenting, with like just lots of things that evoke fear and doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are we doing things right? Yeah. You know, are, are we messing our kids up? <laughs> I'm sure every parent thinks that. Uh, so just those kinds of things. And we just think it's a valuable conversation to have. And I feel like we'll try and candidly, um, we won't try it. We'll, we'll be candid in our conversations yeah. with each other so that those listening can be, it could be encouraged in their conversations with their spouse. And maybe we can get some resources and tools yep. to help them navigate fear and doubt. Cause you know, God wants us to have boldness and strength, but you know what? We're we're human, yeah. and we're going to have fears and doubts. But how do we how do we navigate those? How do we deal with them yeah. in the spirit with with God? Yeah. So the quote from the book that um, we wanted to share today is from Marriage After God. It's from Chapter Two, where we talk about Ooh, um, good quote the effectiveness for the kingdom, and um, and it says this: What you fear has the most power in your life. And that's true. Do you want to explain why? Yeah. So. When we fear something, fear is a, a natural response in our bodies. It's a, it's a it's a way. It's something that God gave us to keep us from danger. That's mm-hmm. just the most natural form of it. So, learning that fire is hot, mm-hmm. you become afraid of touching fire. Mm-hmm. You, you know that first time you you touch the our kids touch the stove and like yeah. they don't do that again because the, their fear is like, even if it's off. And all of us, you can even go in the house. You don't just put your hand on a, a stove, even right. if it's been off, because you you have this innate fear well, that oh, that is hot. Well, I have a, a a fear for my kids touching it, so they're constantly hearing me say, "Get away from the stove!" Yeah, exactly. Stop, you know, 
So we, that fear is not a bad thing when it's, when it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of things to be afraid of uh, naturally. Mm -hmm. Fire, death, uh, driving too fast. There's things that were protected in that fear. So um, the power that we give to things is going to be based on our, on our fear. If you're afraid of failing at something, Mm -hmm. you probably aren't going to do the thing that you're afraid of potentially failing at. So what we have, what, we give power in our life, those things that we're afraid of, the fears that we have will dictate decisions we make. Yeah. So we're giving that fear power. So, uh, you know, we talk about in the book specifically in that section, fearing God only, mm-hmm. because when you fear God, all of everything else is in its proper place because yeah. the fear is in the proper place. Mm-hmm. And so we can even chat about that a little bit mm-hmm. today too. So I think a good question that uh, our listeners could be thinking as we go through this is what things are they afraid of? I'm sure there's those good things to be afraid of, like, you know, not touching this hot stove, <laughs> but I'm sure there's other things that might be holding them back from the ministry that God has for them, mm-hmm. holding them back from saying that one thing that they need to say to their spouse, mm-hmm. holding them back from those relationships that they should be having. Yeah. And so they could be thinking through those and saying, Lord, as I listen to this, reveal to me, what things am I, what power have I given to fears in my life? Yeah that I should be giving to you, Lord, mm-hmm. so that I can actually walk in freedom and walk in uh, joy and the fruit, other fruit of your spirit mm-hmm. um, and in relationship. And so those, those are things that we constantly mm-hmm. have to be asking ourselves. Are, are we just avoiding this because of we're right. afraid of something? Uh, Which I, yeah, I've experienced recently, you know, you brought up the book launch and, and just even the writing process of the book um, and, and publishing it and, and sharing it with people. Um, I, get to that point where I realize someone else is going to be reading this and I become very fearful of their opinions, you know, or what if they don't mm-hmm. like it? Or what if we didn't do a good enough job? And yeah. so then when you have all, you know, the marketing for the book coming up and you're sharing on podcasts, which that in itself is something that I'm afraid of, or or I doubt myself because I think I'm not a good communicator and I, mm-hmm. I get all these negative um, thoughts. <clears throat> I get all these negative thoughts, you know, swirling inside my head that I can't do this or, or I'm not good enough to do this. Um, and, or what if people aren't going to like what I share? That's really challenging for me. And for everyone listening, we're, we're talking about writing a book and doing podcasts. This is something that God's given us to be stewards over, but you can replace these scenarios with specific ones to you yeah. and they'll be just as, you know, that, that business meeting you have to go, give a presentation at mm-hmm. the, the party that you got to go to with your spouse or the, like there's many situations that these same thoughts, these yeah. same fears well up in us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so be, before we get into some of those, those specifics in our life to help them in theirs, what are some things that trigger these fears and these doubts in us? So, you know, like you had mentioned earlier, doing something together, like say ministry. um, Something important. Something important. Yeah. Something spiritual. There's things at stake. There there is, we have an opposition, right? Mm -hmm. We have the enemy and he will try and do whatever he can to stop us. And so um, trying to stir up fear or doubt is a real thing that happens. Yeah. So just speaking of this, so this is our main focus is that your marriage would be used for God's kingdom and mm-hmm. his goodness and and that you would use the giftings and talents and resources that you have for him. And so that's why we started with this trigger of like, hey, we feel God leading us in this direction. Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Like it mm-hmm. feels like jumping off a cliff or mm-hmm. that feels, especially when you're doing something new mm-hmm. or, you know, something grand. Or, or outside of your comfort zone. Which 
it could feel large at any level mm-hmm. because depending on where your comfort zone out depending on how you've grown in a certain area or mm-hmm. your um your tolerance mm-hmm. for certain things which is it's good to be stretched in those areas mm-hmm. uh so i was thinking about um moses it's specifically like moses you know gets called by god in the burning bush and he says i want you to go and set my people free mm-hmm. And th- it's this whole dialogue of Moses saying, I don't, ha- I don't talk good. Yeah. I-, I don't have good. I don't know how to say things. How- have some- can you have someone else go? And- you actually just brought this up to me yeah. when I was going into a, you know, a podcast interview and I was feeling a little anxious and worried about, you know, my performance, really. That's what it is. And <laughs> you, you brought up Moses. You're being it was, funny. I was being funny, but it was serious. I was saying, uh, Moses said the same thing. I don't talk so good. And, and God's <laughs> like, what was God's answer to him? He asked him, who, who made your mouth? Yeah, like just this confrontation and, of like, okay, Moses, who created you? Yeah. <laughs> Who's going to give you, I'm, I'm calling you. I'm going to give you the words. I'm going to be with you. I'm yeah. going to give you the power. I'm going to be, and Moses is like, oh, that's great. Can you have someone else do it? I'm kind of <laughs> afraid. And God's like, no, I want you to do it. Mm-hmm. And so it's very natural in us to fear the unknown, to fear, you know, calling, mm-hmm. to fear stepping out in faith, to fear. Capability. Ca- yeah. I'm, I'm not even capable. I don't mm-hmm. have the ability. I don't have the time. I don't have, whatever it is. Um, that's a very natural thing mm-hmm. to fear. And we see it with some of the great patriarchs in yeah. the Old Testament that had the same fears mm-hmm. as us, which should help make us feel better, I think. Mm-hmm. But I, there, there is things that we've been given, like we got insight into that conversation with God yeah. and Moses. And God's like, Moses, who made your mouth? Yeah. Who made your tongue? I did. Yeah. And I think that confrontation, um, the importance of it is us recognizing where our strength comes from, because when we're struggling with doubt about our capabilities or or fear that we're going to mess something up, we're essentially relying on our own strength to do something versus trusting God and trusting that he's called us to do it for a reason or with the purpose that he has. Yeah. I would also say it's, it's, it's us relying on our own understanding, which the yeah. Bible tells us clearly, do not do lean that. on your own understanding. <laughs> Proverbs 3. Yeah, but five. in all your ways, acknowledge him. Mm-hmm. And so we, we look at it and we say, well, like Moses, yeah. he's like, I don't see how this is going to work. I don't see how I'm going to, you're, you're asking the wrong guy. He's talking to the creator of the universe yeah. who knows exactly how it's going to work and exactly what he wants to do. And the same goes for us. We think like, no, this isn't going to work because of this, this, and this. And we we think that our understanding is complete or full. Mm-hmm. And so we base our decisions off of our own understanding rather than who God is mm-hmm. and what he's capable of. We start off the book, Marriage After God, with God is capable of everything. He, he's, the, he's the God of, of all the, the money. He's the God of all of the talent. He's the God. He, he is, his creativity is limitless. Mm-hmm. His resources are limitless. And we say, so what if we recognize that's true, what's capable in our life, if we just said yes to God mm-hmm. and believe what he's going to do is good yeah. through us? Yeah. And I think that word belief, that, that's a powerful word, um, especially in context to what we're talking about today, because um, when, when we struggle with things like saying we're not capable or we're not worthy, uh, we're not good enough, we're, we don't believe that mm-hmm. what God is doing in us and through us is significant. Yeah. Well, and I would say you, you brought up uh, not, not good enough or not not worthy. That's another trigger that brings on that fear of yeah. doubt, right? I doubt that I can accomplish this. I doubt that I have what it takes. And I don't want this to be a like self-help kind of like just look inside and there's something inside of you. No, it's a, if God's going to bring us somewhere that there's that, what is that quote? Uh, you know, if God calls you, he'll equip you. 
Um, it's, it's, I think it's even simpler than that. God has already given you what you need yeah. for the next step he wants you to take. Mm-hmm. It's not, he may, you may not have what you need for 30 steps down the road. Mm-hmm. You may not have what you need for 12 steps down the road or 10 steps, but he, you have what you need today to make that next step of yeah. obedience. Yeah. And so thinking I'm not capable, usually that comes from a, what I see the direction I'm going or what I perceive is the place I'm going to be like, I can't speak in front of thousands of people. Or I don't want to. Or I, or I don't want to. Or I'm afraid to. I'm not capable of doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, you may not be today, mm-hmm. but God wants you to speak to mm-hmm. your children mm-hmm. right now. He wants you to open your mouth to your neighbor yeah. to, tomorrow. So that like the capability that we have, we, we need to re- recognize what we are actually capable of and mm-hmm. not overthink but that is a that is a trigger not feeling good enough yeah like i don't have what it takes as moses mm-hmm. <laughs> said yeah i think um another trigger is just not having control over the situation or circumstances like that story that i shared about being on the bus um i wasn't the one driving i couldn't control the speed i couldn't tr- control yeah. you know the movement of the the bus but i needed to get from point a to point b mm-hmm. and that was the transportation that we were taking and so i I, I was fearful in that situation because I didn't have control. You know what? That bus ride is actually a really great analogy for this journey we're talking about. When you say yes to God, you're getting on the bus. <laughs> like you're like, okay, Lord, I'm going where you're going to take me. Yeah. We're, we are going to go and do and say and be who you want us to be. Yeah. You get on that bus and you, you go. Yeah. And there's, there was times that it was terrifying and we had no control over mm-hmm. certain things. Mm-hmm. We had no control over the speed. We had no control over the direction. We, all we had control over was who we trusted. Yeah. Who we trusted. And where we were and, and the direction we were going. So Jesus right? says in John sixteen thirty three, I have said these things to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but take heart. I have overcome the world. With yeah. that, I'm thinking in the world, you will have tribulation in, in the world, you will have potholes and you'll be speeding at them at an incredible there's rate. There's going to be swerves and there's going to be. <laughs> and you're not going to be able to control everything. Yeah. But Jesus has said, take heart. Every once in a while, you'll have a Red Bull given to you. <laughs> <laughs> take heart. That's not what he said. No, but that's the idea is like that when we, yeah, that, those fears and those anxieties and those doubts. Uh, it it really comes down to uh, a lack of trust yeah. in who in God. Yeah. Um, now I don't want to o- oversimplify because there's so many things in right. this life and 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 the d- dynamics of everything. Mm-hmm. But if we can learn again, this goes to um, learning how to encourage our spouse in these situations yeah. because we may not be able to s- solve all of the details that are causing the fear or the doubts. Mm-hmm. I may not be able to change the fact, Jennifer, that you are going to do this podcast because it's been <laughs> scheduled and we can't, we don't want to be rude and it's good for the book. And it's, there's a lot of things like I can't change those details, mm-hmm. but I can encourage you with reminding you of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I remember I, this just happened and this is why we're talking about it. I, I was like, just remember, this isn't for you. Mm-hmm. We're doing this for those listeners. Mm-hmm. God's given us a message to pr- proclaim. It's not our message. It's his. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to give you the words. Remember God's made your mouth. Mm-hmm. He's made your tongue. Mm-hmm. And just, Trust him. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying that I, a part of it was I was being really funny and yeah. <laughs> sarcastic, but I was serious too of reminding you that it's not you doing it. Mm-hmm. Just say yes to God and and believe that he's going to work through you and speak through you. Yeah. You also said things like, you're going to do great. It's going to be awesome. Have fun with it. And, you know, you could have taken that opportunity and just overlooked what I was wrestling with. And Which basically, I do often. Well, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> but uh, you could have overlooked that opportunity to just say, look, you have to do it. Go do it. 
but you were so encouraging. And I think that's uh, one of the main points that I wanted to bring up today is we have such a uh, beautiful opportunity in marriage to encourage one another, to encourage your spouse, um, especially when these things arise or come up. So um, I, I wanted people here, people to to hear that today and know that um, our words matter, our hearts towards each other matter, walking in understanding matter, not overlooking the things that are shared with well, each it's, other. It's actually loving, yeah, like and loving each other, saying, "Well, I'm going to." Instead, because my tendency in these situations, because I, I don't usually struggle with being fearful mm-hmm. or overwhelmed, I just will bypass that. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, you got to get over it, you yep. got, which is not at all what you need. Mm-hmm. And it usually causes more anxiety, more mm-hmm. frustration. But if I'm patient and quick to listen and slow to speak, mm-hmm. um, I can hear where you're at mm-hmm. and maybe encourage you. Yeah. Um, and then there's been uh, another thing is, is also realizing... Um, boundaries that there has been times that I we say okay this is something that is fearful there's doubt like let's step back from it rather than just like running into it right there is wisdom in like well let's let's step back and actually evaluate it yeah let's get some advice on Mm -hmm. on what we're doing instead of just pretending it doesn't exist you know you brought up you know this other perspective of having boundaries and you know being able to evaluate a situation um which is a really good part of all of this and another thing that I want to bring up is I can't rely on just your encouragement. I also have to remember what the Lord has said in his word about fear and about mm-hmm. doubt and about, um, you know, the things that he's called me to that he wants me to do and, and walk in obedience to those things. So even though, you know, today's episode is about encouraging each other during these times, we also have to be responsible for ourselves, not to just spiral out of control or spiral in those negative thoughts or emotions about you know, when fear and doubt, uh, arise, but, but also to have, um, a heart that understands God's word and knows God's word so that we can be encouraged ourselves by it. Yeah. And at, at minimum, if you, if you don't know and understand, you know where it's at, yeah. meaning, and I've encouraged you with this, Jennifer, um, in those times I, I ask him, like, have you stopped and prayed about this? Mm-hmm. And often I'm the same way. And I think it's common when we're in those situations, we're trying to find solutions or we're trying Mm -hmm. to escape the the fear or the doubt. And so instead of just stopping in the midst of it and getting on our knees and saying, okay, Lord, I don't know what's going on. (laughs) You know, I I just think of it, you know, resting in the Lord, waiting on the Lord and being renewed in our strength. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And you, so yes, there's that, that side of it that we need to know where to go when we're afraid Mm -hmm. that it's to God that it's to his word and to remember what his truth says. And then also just back to the encouraging one another. Um, I want to read in Ephesians chapter five, starting in verse 15, it says, look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Mm-hmm. Again, there's plenty of things to be afraid of. Yeah. The days are evil. Yeah. Um, Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Mm. So that yeah, goes back to you. Like, mm-hmm. don't be foolish. Like, get into the word of God. Yeah. Understand his will. So understanding the will of God is knowing the word of God, getting into what he's already said about us, for us. And that makes us not foolish. Mm -hmm. So again, goes back to like, let's be wise. And like, should we step back from a situation? Are we running into something we shouldn't be running into? um, Or are we in the will of God? Mm -hmm. And then it says this, and do not get drunk with wine for this is debauchery, but be filled with the spirit. So it's saying, you know, have a clear mind, Mm -hmm. like know what you're doing. Don't, don't be often drinking 
or drugs are ways that people escape from the doubts, the fears, the anxieties, the things that we can't deal with in our body, in ourselves. So we use that as an escape. And he's saying, no, no, be filled with the spirit. Have the spirit of God mm-hmm. be what that, fills us. That reminds me of Second Timothy 1.7. It says, for God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Right. So we have to be self-controlled in our responses. We can't just, like you said, escape to kind of cover up or self-medicate those feelings, those negative feelings. But deal with them. But deal with them in self-control. That's a great scripture, by the way. Um, And so it keeps going. It says, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always for everything. This is, a, this is a hard one for people. It's a hard one for me. It doesn't say in everything. It tells us that in another place. In First Thessalonians, it says give thanks in everything. But this says giving thanks always for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, mm. submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm. So the spiritual songs, the singing and making melody. You the, start singing to me. Yeah, but <laughs> if you think about it, just this idea of, if you look at the Psalms, these Psalms that David wrote in a time when he's hiding in caves and he's running from a, a murderous king yeah. who hates him and is against him. And he's just writing these beautiful Psalms of encouragement and, and leaning on the Lord mm-hmm. and chasing after him and saying, Lord, fill me, um, you know, take away my reproach. And, and the, these beautiful Psalms. And, and then it's saying to do that to one another that we're singing to each other and, and reminding each other of the, the strength that we have in the Lord mm-hmm. and the, the strength that the joy, that God's joy gives us mm-hmm. and, and who God is and how faithful he is. That's what the Psalms were. Yeah. He's faithful. I, I don't know, you know, I'm small, you're big. That's, that's what he was doing. And so taking the time to not only know what the word of God and know where to go, mm-hmm. but in those moments of fear, going to your spouse, not just saying you need to get over this or you need to think about it this way, but like, Hey, what the word of God says. I just want to remind you mm-hmm. that God is good, that he's for you, not against you, mm-hmm. that no weapon formed against you will stand that like remind, yeah. remembering and reminding your spouse of what the word says for the husbands. This is actually a command of God in Ephesians 5, 25, we're to wash our wives by the water with the word. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so taking every opportunity. Now, practically you've done this because I want them to, to hear what this looks like. Practically um, you've, I presented to you when I've been wrestling with, you know, anxiety or fear mm-hmm. about something and you will stop talking. Like you don't even communicate to me what you're doing and you go and get your Bible and you start flipping through it. And I'm like, so what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? Um, now I've learned after this pattern, but um, you go, I'm looking for something. Hold on. <laughs> and you just take your time and you sit yeah. through it and then you present a verse, a scripture that is super encouraging. And it's yeah. always, it's always relevant to exactly what I'm going through. And um, you know, you, you can only do that if you know where to go, if you know where it's at and if you know the word of God. And so a practical way of being able to encourage your spouse in these times when doubt and fear arises is to know the word of God. And that goes both ways. That's not just if Aaron knows the word of God, because then it's only encouragement one way. Mm-hmm. I also have to be in the word of God so that yeah. when he's wrestling or he's going through something, I can also encourage him. And one little note, because it could feel sometimes like, you know, you're going through something and then someone says, oh, well, you know, it says in the Bible, blah, 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 blah. And then you're like, okay, okay, I get that. But that's not like I'm in this right now. So there's got to be also a yielded heart of like, okay, it doesn't feel like that's truthful right now, but I'm going to choose to believe it. Yeah. We also have to know that the Bible is relevant. It's living and it's active. 
Mm-hmm. And if we don't believe that about scripture, yeah, we are going to brush it off and push it off and say, yeah. that's not good enough for what I'm dealing with right yeah. now. We have to believe what God's word says. We have to believe that it's living and that it's active and that it's going to transform us and, and change us and help us. Yeah, the Bible tells us that we're going to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Mm-hmm. And the renewing of our minds happens by washing our minds and meditating on the word of God. Mm-hmm. The word of God transforms us. It renews us. So we once thought this way, and the word of God now has transformed us to now think this way. Yeah. And our actions, our way of thinking, everything gets transformed mm-hmm. because of the word of God. Um, so another thing to do that's very practical, and for some it's very hard, but it shouldn't be. And we can, we can grow in that and be transformed in that, is prayer. Mm-hmm. Is, is, ta- is stopping, remember, just the idea of, of resting in the Lord, yeah. waiting on the Lord, being renewed in our strength. Yeah. Um, so stopping in the midst of the things that are causing us fears and anxieties and doubts, and we lift them up with thanksgiving to the mm-hmm. Lord. Mm-hmm. Remember, for all things, thanks, yeah. thankful for all things. That bus ride back to our base in Africa, we, you prayed over me so many times. I just needed to hear it. Yeah, and so stopping, mm-hmm. and it doesn't feel natural to do it, and saying, Lord, here we are. I don't know how this is going to be taken care of or worked out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's next, but we need you. We need your peace that surpasses all understanding. Mm-hmm. We need your comfort. Uh, I think Paul says, he says, with the comfort that I've been comforted, I comfort you. Yeah. So remembering that Christ comforts us mm-hmm. and that we can comfort each other. Um, and then, I, I, the, so prayer. And then the next thing I think, and we can, we can end with this last idea, is um, bearing one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. Not like, so Jennifer, you, you've dealt with just postpartum anxiety and like just because of your thyroid, there's been things that you've dealt with that are hormone mm-hmm. driven. And, mm-hmm. um, the, the way I used to deal with it and I still tend to want to lean that way is like, I get insensitive. In, I mean, that's a good word. It's a sensitive word <laughs> to use for me. Insensitive. It fell out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. That, no, that's exactly what it is. Rather than bearing mm. it with you and saying, Hey, I get it. I mean, even if I don't get it. I, I'm here with you mm-hmm. and I'm not going to let you go and I'm going to hold you up right now. Mm-hmm. And so when your spouse knows that they're there in it with you, not a, I don't understand what you're going through. You better deal with that over there in the corner because mm-hmm. it's bothering me. Mm-hmm. But uh, come closer. Let me hold you. Let me talk to you. Let's figure this out together. Let me pray for you because mm-hmm. maybe you can't do it right now. So bearing one of those burdens in a really practical way mm-hmm. of like you're burdened right now with fear and doubt. I'm going to hold that burden with you and I'm going to pray for you and I'm going to speak the word of God over you and I'm going to remind you and I'm going to hold you and I'm going to be here and I'm not going anywhere. I think is a really powerful way to break that, that pattern of fear and doubt in a situation. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's really good. And uh, one thing that I wanted to share too, is that we have the same power of encouragement in the lives of those around us. And something that really stands out to me when I think about fear is um, it was during uh, a a season of my life where I was, like Aaron said, struggling with postpartum anxiety. And a friend of mine recognized this and she left me a card with a box of cupcakes Mm. at my door. And the verse that she shared with me um, is something that I uh, still hold on to. I still grasp. And it's like, Mm -hmm. you know, some people call them battle verses. And it's like just one of those things that I always go to when I feel a certain way. But it's Isaiah 41.10, fear not for I am with you. 
be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. He does it. He does <laughs> yeah, it. Like it's not our strength. It's not us trying to control everything. It's our trust in him. Like you said, going back to him. Mm. And um, I was so encouraged, like, like really encouraged by mm-hmm. that small act of love toward me from a friend. And so I also want to encourage, I know this whole episode is about how to encourage your spouse, but also knowing that we have the ability to do this for one another and we well, need to be doing it. This can be a part of their ministry as they practice doing this with each other. Yeah. They can, as a couple, do this for others. Yeah. And they should. Mm-hmm. Again, Paul said, with the comfort that I've been comforted, mm-hmm. I comfort you. Mm-hmm. And so we practice it and we do it and we get better at it mm-hmm. and better. And we let the Lord change us and transform us. And then you know what? There's going to be opportunities to be like, hey, I, I don't know exactly what you're going through, but we're here for you. Mm-hmm. You want to come over and talk you want to you want to can we make you some coffee can we make you some uh, a meal Mm -hmm. and just share Mm -hmm. and we will encourage you and love on you and pray for you Mm -hmm. and so i hope this encouraged everyone today um and it's something that jennifer and i are learning to walk in Mm -hmm. because there's plenty of times that i have fears and doubts in my own self and things that i'm doing and there's times that jennifer has fears and doubts and you know what we get to learn to love each other and bear one another, mm-hmm. bear one another's burdens. Mm-hmm. It requires communication too, because yeah. you can't just respond to the situation and kind of have that swirling around in your head and not ever communicate it to your spouse. You got to let them know where you're at. So we love you. Uh, we pray that you were encouraged by this episode. Have a great conversation with your spouse about this. Put in some some process for how you guys are going to deal with fear and doubts. Um, especially with things that God's going to call you to do as a couple mm-hmm. um, for his kingdom, mm-hmm. which we want to see you do. We're so excited to see what God's going to do in your marriage. And so, uh, Jennifer, would you close us in prayer? Yeah. Dear Lord, thank you for the gift of marriage. Thank you for the gift of life. We pray that doubt and fear would not overwhelm our hearts and minds. We pray we would not let doubt or fear keep us from doing the things you've called us to do. May your Holy Spirit remind us of your words and encourage our hearts to be faithful and brave, people who rely on your strength and power, not our own. We pray we would be quick to encourage one another through moments when doubt or fear arises or when something happens that triggers these emotions to stir up. Help us not to worry and help us not to be anxious. May your peace comfort us and remind us of our security in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, we thank you for joining us this week. And we look forward to having you next week. We just pray that you and your spouse would chase boldly after God and know that he has a plan for you, a purpose for you, and you are necessary in the body of Christ. And we love you and we'll see you next week. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Also, if you're interested, you can find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. Hey, Marriage After God friends. Thank you for your continued faithfulness and listening each and every week. Jennifer and I have often shared with you about how important prayer is in the life of a believer. It's so important, in fact, that we're told this in 1 Thessalonians. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. It is God's will for us to pray, and we want to inspire you to begin praying for your spouse and marriage every day. This world hates marriage, and so does our enemy. 
because he knows the power that your marriage is meant to have in this world. He knows that if you and your spouse are praying and chasing boldly after God together, that the impact Christ will have in and through you will be powerful. So we need to be praying more than ever before. Our heart is to encourage you along with everyone who listens to this show to be praying for your spouses and your marriages, to be strengthened, renewed, healed, prepared, and empowered to do the ministry that God has for you to do in this world together. So, Jennifer and I would love to invite you to join the thousands of other couples in taking our 31-day marriage prayer challenge. This is a completely free and fun way to build a habit of prayer in your marriage. All you have to do to join is visit marriageprayerchallenge.com and fill out the registration form. Once you do that, you will begin to receive an email every day from us during the 31 days to not only remind you to pray for your spouse, but we'll also give you various topics and prompts to help you know what to pray for. We dare your marriage to start praying like never before. Start the challenge today at marriageprayerchallenge.com.